Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is a 1% podcast with me, Cooper Chapman. Less than 1% of your day, once a week. A place to spark curiosity around topics you think you already know. And also bring light to the good humans involved in the 1% Good Club. Wellbeing accountability groups dedicating 1% of their day to their mental health. All right, welcome to the 1% podcast. This is episode 100. I cannot believe... I've made it to 100 episodes. I think I've almost had 100 weeks in a row, maybe missed one or two just recently. I think I missed one week. So thank you to everyone who is tuning in today. A very warm welcome to any new listeners, but for everyone who has tuned in for a long time, I can't thank you all enough. It's so special, the community that has been built around this podcast, which is the 1% Good Club over on Instagram, which is accountability groups, giving 1% of their day to their mental health. So 1% of a 24-hour day is 14 minutes. There's 1,440 minutes in 24 hours. And I kind of made the decision that, you know what, we should all give 1% of our day to our mental health. So what I did was created accountability groups over on Instagram, where every morning I send a guided 10 minute meditation. Every night I start a chain of gratitudes where I write three things I'm grateful for for the day. And everybody in the group writes in theirs. And it's just a really special place. If you want to join, it's completely free. It always will be. Head over to the Good Human Factor on Instagram. Send us a DM saying, I want to join the club and you'll be added into the group. As I said, it's completely free. It always will be. And it's a special, special community of people. Over 1,500 members now. And yeah, you're going to be blown away by the impact it can have. Today's episode's a very special one. But first, I want to thank you all about... I want to thank our sponsors, Drinker Rapper. These guys have been supporting my brain and so many of yours for a really long time. They are a brain drink that you can have as a bit of a replacement for your coffee. I use it as like an energy drink, basically. It's all been developed by neuroscientists at super healthy, all natural ingredients. If you want to learn more about the science, head over to drinkarepper.com. Use the code GOODHUMOR. You can get a big 25% off everything on their website. I'm really excited. We've got some really fun projects coming up this year, a bunch of mindful mornings, and we're going to be getting out into the community a lot more. So make sure you keep an ear out for that. Go follow Rapper on Instagram and yeah, use that code GOODHUMOR over on their website. All right. Today's a really special episode. I've got a guest here with me, sitting next to me in my podcast studio. And this guest is a member in the 1% Good Club. He lives just around the corner from me and he's a super active member in the club. And we're going to have a chat very shortly. But first, as I do every single week, I'm going to read out a few of the gratitudes from the 1% Good Club and as well read out the response to the special question I asked on Sunday. And I'm really excited for this one because I want to answer my answer to this first. And the question is, what are you most proud of and why? And it's an interesting question because we all go through life with so many different things that we can be proud of. But right now in my life and kind of on topic of this podcast and the 1% Good Club, I really think the 1% Club is something that I'm truly most proud of. There's been so many things that I've achieved in my life that I could look at as that I'm proud of. But the impact that I think and I know the 1% Club has had on thousands of people is immeasurable. And just to be able to have that consistency for the past 926 days, the 1% Good Club has been going. I haven't missed a day of writing my gratitudes. It's um had a massive impact on me. 
But the messages I get from so many people, the story you're probably going to hear from Tyler very shortly, um, who's sitting next to me, who's a member of the club, and just listening to those gratitudes week in, week out. There's been over, I think, half a million, maybe more gratitudes written in over the past year or two and a half years. And yeah, just to know that people get to take that moment every day, reflect on their life and be a little bit happier because of something that I've created, truly think it's one of the things that I'm most proud of. So that's my answer to the question. I'm going to read out a few of the gratitudes from other members of the group and I'm going to finish with Tyler's who is sitting next to me and then we're going to have a bit of a chat about his journey, his proud moment and also uh, a bit about the 1% Good Club. So let's jump into the first couple. From group seven, we have Nikki Higgins. Today I'm grateful for a walk along the beach this morning at Cronulla. It was cooking today. Number two, catching up with a friend. She's 25 years older than me but thinks a lot of the same ways, thinks the same way about a lot of things. And number three, grateful for the cool change finally tonight. And if I look back, I can be proud of a lot of things. Sometimes I think, oh shit, I'm 45 and I haven't achieved much. But recently I wrote a a list of achievements and things that I've overcome I've overcome and was blown away by the list. So I will choose one off the list for today. My choice to be open to love again at age of 40. I've had some pretty shit situations happen with relationships over the years, enough to scare people away from love forever. But when I met my partner at age 40, I went all in, including moving states. I'm so proud that I gave love a chance again. And she said, sleep well, good humans. What do you think of that one, Tyler? Pretty good. She nails it every week. Yeah, Nikki's an amazing group. Uh, So Tyler sitting next to me is in group seven. And yeah, Nikki and Tyler are probably the most active and such a beautiful response. I love watching people reflect on a Sunday question. I could think of some good ones, but we're going to move on to the next one. Also from group number seven, we have Sarah Haley. Grateful for shopping at the farmer's markets this morning. Uh, A lazy day by the pool with friends and cooked a delicious meal for lunch with my bestie. And I'm most proud of being able to put my autoimmune condition into remission after nearly 15 years of struggling with it. I was taking lots of different medications which weren't helping much at all, so I decided to go 100% holistic and with the help of of an amazing naturopath, I was able to beat it and have been medication-free for about two years now. It's one of my greatest achievements so far and I'm super proud of myself for persevering with it. I love that one. It's so beautiful hearing of people who have health conditions that are really struggling and feel like there's no answers, but then try something different, step out of their comfort zone, find holistic health, find breath work, find something that works and it can make a big difference. What do you think of that one? Yeah, that's just so impressive. She just gone completely out of her comfort zone to get to where she is and it's just been the best. People struggling with autoimmune, there's um, another group member from one of the groups. Her name's Niam. I can't remember how to pronounce her name, but she sent me this like huge long email telling me of like the different things she's learned through different guest episodes of my podcast that she put into place. And then her doctor said like, we've never seen someone like turn around like you. Like it's crazy when you open your mind to like healing and to different modalities, but love that one. Thank you, Sarah. Next we have from group number five. This is Jekka Mann. So Jekka has been in the 1% club since day one. I remember day it so one. clearly. She's been in there since day one. So Jekka has <laughs> been here for 900 and 27 days and this is yeah so impressive so this is her gratitudes and also proud moment so number one delicious mango salad for dinner number two beach day with my housemate and number three going for a run this afternoon and my most i'm most proud of how disciplined i've been this year so far i never stick to consistent exercise and trying to be in bed early and this year i've been doing my utmost to show up for myself and reminding myself the only person i'm cheating is myself if i don't I love that. Taking personal responsibility for 
what we're doing when it comes to our health, when it comes to our fitness, it doesn't matter for anyone else except for ourselves. How's your fitness been this year, Tyler? Yeah, real good, to be honest. Been good. It's um, probably the healthiest I've ever been, I reckon. Really? Routine? Yeah. Bought a routine or getting back into routine. Yeah. It was up and down last year, but yeah, real into me yoga. Love it. A lot of meditation and breath work every morning, pretty much, love and it. when I can. And yeah, a lot of surfing, a lot of running. Bloody love it. Love it. Can't wait to fully get into your story. I've got a couple more gratitudes to read out. Next, we have from group number two, we have. Jalaj Agarawal. Sorry if I got your name wrong, brother, but this is such a sick, um, proud moment. So today I'm grateful for spending time with my best friend and opening up to him about stuff I have been dealing with. Number two, going to the beach and number three, journaling. And I'm super proud that I bought a house for my mum recently. I have a single mum and she's always wanted a house for herself. So seeing her happy makes me happy. She has sacrificed a lot for me and I'm happy that I was able to do something for her. What an absolute legend. Imagine how good it would feel to buy your mum a house. We wouldn't be here without him, hey? So that's just the best. Mate, when I read that, I was like, far out. What an absolute legend buying (laughs) your mum a house. How good that must feel. So good on you, brother. I appreciate you um, sending that one through. Um, Second last one, then we're going to get into your one, Tyler. So this one is from... The name on Instagram is Gravy, but this is group seven, but this is a really beautiful one too. So grateful for the sun absolutely turning one on today here in Newey. Hot, but such a killer day. Number two, finally got my AirPods fixed after a three-month saga. And number three, lovely relaxing Arvo spent with my partner and pup. And my proudest moments. A communal feeling, I'm sure, but I'm super proud of how far I've come over the past 10 years or so. I struggled a lot with depression through my early teenage years and didn't plan on being around past 16, but the universe had other plans. I still have my moments, but gosh darn, I'm proud of how far I've come and everything I've achieved. If my world had ended at 16 years, there are so many things that I would have never been able to experience. And when I'm struggling, my sister will always ground me with the sense of achievement of how far I've come. It also feels good to be proud of all the little things I do day to day and the small achievements all the way that helped me prove to myself that every day is a new chance to push myself further to becoming proud of who I am becoming. Love that. It's a, That was a powerful one. Yeah, reading just... There was so many of people saying that they've really turned their life around and were in a really dark place. And I think that's... I mean, definitely not a testament directly to the 1% Club, but I think it shows that the 1% Club is people who are putting their hand up and taking a step of action. Yeah, that, that, that 1%. Literally, yeah. it's, that, it's that step of action. They're willing to try and turn stuff around. So a lot of the people in the club have had responses like that. And now I'm going to read yours out and we're going to have a bit of a chat about it. Well, and I know this is after first... reading Gravies. Mate, there, mine there's... came out after that. Yeah, <laughs> yours was just touched me. Mate, so, so a little bit of background, I guess. The, the 1% Club... These group chats, nobody really knows each other, but they've just become these communities where it's just you read that person's positive things each day and it gives you like a safe space almost to do it. 100%. And nobody else, unless I read them out, has to know about it. And, <laughs> and I hope everyone who's a member doesn't mind me reading out their positive things or their responses to that question because generally they're quite anonymous. But today I do have Mr. Tyler Amira sitting next to me. You've <laughs> been a member right. of the group for a little while. But you're very active, you're very committed, and you just have such a beautiful input to other people in your group and get around them, which I absolutely love. So I'm going to read out your gratitude and your proud from Sunday. We're going to have a bit of a chat about a few different things, so let's do it. So Sunday gratitudes. For, it's a bit weird reading them sitting next to <laughs> anyway, Interesting. We're going to do it. Hearing my own thoughts. <laughs> oh, no, okay, so we're going to read it out. So Sunday gratitudes. Packed yoga class this morning, so good seeing 
more and more people coming to class and making new friends. Deeper mindful chats with a friend that think alike, that thinks alike, and catching up with an old housemate and her little family in their beautiful home. Where do you do yoga? Um, at Balance Yoga in Coolangatta. Shout out to them. Sick. It's good. It's nice. awesome. Love it. Yeah. Great. Sick. Always good community. They've just taken me in. It's just been the best. And Amazing. they did a lot of things for mental health during November last year. And that's what got me into signing up with them. Sick. I love yeah. that. I love that. All right. Balance Yoga up at Cooley. Check me yeah, out. Yeah. Get around them. All right. Now we're going to read out my your proud answer. And this might be a little bit hard for you to hear back because <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite beautiful. It touched me. So my answer to what I'm proud of and why. Like other than this group, big thank you for sharing. I'm proud of my resilience over the past eight years. My why is when I was 23, I unexpectedly became a father and not long after I almost took my own life. Four years later, my brother took his own for other reasons. I was heading a similar way again and up and down for years. And in the past last year, I've come leaps and bounds in a way mentally and physically and build a relationship with my son again and love the direction I'm heading in. And I wouldn't change any of it for the person I've become. And 23-year-old me would look up and be so proud of where I am and look at how far I've come. Thanks for making this a safe space to share. Mate, I'll give you a hug, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's, it's, I mean, I don't know how much you want to go into it, but first of all, what, what did your life look like maybe back before you had your child compared to now? Yeah, well, as, well, it was conceived when I was 22. Um, again, as I said, unexpectedly. Um, yeah, I just sort of moved out of home, moved to a real nice place. And, bunch of good mates by the beach started surfing way more i used to bodyboard actually <laughs> now i surf um down wollongong area so a little place called stemmel park yeah, i grew up in helensburg but yeah. stemmel park's the beach there so yeah got a nice house by stemmel park beach surfing lots just booked my first overseas snowboard trip to america life was going good i was work I'd, with eight years i'd been working i'm a mechanic i was Killing it at that, looking forward to maybe taking over that business at some point even. And um, yeah, then things sort of didn't take a change for the worse because it's where I am now and it's the best thing that ever happened. But um, yeah, it all turned a bit there. So you had an unexpected kid and then life took a bit of a yeah, well, hard spot mentally. Yeah, doing a bit of party and sort of as you do as a young bloke, sleeping around a bit things happen um and yeah turned out to be someone that i wasn't together with um and decided to keep the kid of course and um that uh yeah just led to me wanting to be there in the best way i could but we're never going to be together and that sort of spiraled a bit out of control just after he was born between a lot of us but the both of us, it was we're both young, silly, a lot of emotions going about. Neither of us really probably did the right things. Probably a lot more on my side, and um, yeah, it got to a point where not long after he was born, I felt pretty worthless, and that his life would probably be better if I wasn't in it. Um, there was a lot of other factors going on, as I said, with a lot of party and drinking and stuff. Probably wasn't great for my mental health either um but yeah I'd, I'd quit my job to start trying to study um because i wanted a better higher paying job and then was working in the kitchen i was driving to the kitchen one night after having a real tough day um and yeah i tried to veer myself off the road 
didn't. Luckily, I don't really know, still know, had a bit of a panic attack, I think. And I've managed to, I don't know, I just opened my eyes and I was on the side of the road near the bushes, missed the tree I was sort of aiming for and um, called up the girl I was seeing at the time who lived down in Jindabyne, down in the snowy mountains. Um, and yeah, the next day packed up my whole life and moved there and I haven't lived around my hometown since. Wow. And yeah quit everything I had, left everything behind and moved there. And then I didn't see my son for a year and a half. Then saw him six months after a bit of court cases, all that sort of thing. I still was in a pretty bad place myself. Saw him every second weekend for six months. And then, yeah, sort of, again, figured his life would be better without me in it. As mum had moved on to another partner and they seemed to have a pretty happy life and me getting involved, I thought I was just dragging it all down um so yeah stepped away from it thinking i was doing the right thing um on his behalf and her behalf didn't want to put the rest of anyone around me through the stress i was going through and they were going through and i took off traveling doing what i thought i should be doing which, which is what i was planning on doing before all that happened um yeah speed up ahead to pretty much a year ago now a lot of traveling and snow seasons and going to Canada for a bit to live a lot of partying a lot of drugs a lot of yeah not great decisions still trying to turn it around every now and then but just couldn't get out of the ruts as soon as I'd get on a good streak little things would bring me back down I was came from a very sort of footy, cold mine, hard-working town where not many emotions were shown. I can imagine losing and, your brother as well as a massive And, yeah, part so of it got story. to a point that was I moved up here to the Gold Coast where he was up here um, and we'd lost contact with him, the whole family. For three After about three years, we hadn't talk, heard from him. So got to a point where everyone had sort of not given up but, yeah, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And he sort of was, yeah, went missing. I tried to come up here. I wanted to find him. I wanted to, I was actually born on the Gold Coast, but grew up down Wollongong. So I kind of wanted to get back up here too. I love the area. Yeah. Wanted to find him, wanted to find a new meaning for myself. Big change. And, um, yeah, a month after living up here, um, Got a phone call from my mum while I was working in a kitchen up here um, saying that he'd taken his own life. And um, a lot of that was to do with he was a lot of drugs. Um, he was actually a pretty decent surfer at a younger age, broke his neck, couldn't surf anymore. And, well, couldn't surf without painkillers, really. Mm. Got to a point where he ended up using the painkillers for a lot more mm. than just trying to get up in the morning to surf. And um, took him down a dark path, which he pushed everyone away, really, and got to that point. And, yeah, that was a big turning point a few years ago. And then, but I got back into my old routine of coming good and going bad, coming good, going bad. And then it got to a point pretty much this time last year, I was drunk on a skateboard New Year's Eve and snapped my collarbone in half and I had not much. I'd spent a lot of money. I run my own business, 
spent a lot of money having holidays, had a, knew I was coming back to a lot of work. So thought it was going to be all good. That happened. Stupid mistake again, all self-inflicted like a lot of them were um, over the years. And yeah, it came to a point where I was like, oh, this is all going to stop. Uh, I've got nothing. I'm borrowing money off my parents to keep the business going. I've got a broken shoulder and I can't do surfing, my favorite thing. And yeah, so this year, and it was actually around that time that I found the 1% or oh, Good Humans Factory and the 1% Good, 1% Good Podcast. Yeah, can you tell me that? Like, thank you so much, by the way, man. Like, it takes a lot to be able to share a story like that and be honest and vulnerable and share your, I guess, downfalls and the hard parts of your life. And, and I know anyone listening right now will truly respect you for being brave and sharing that. I know it's not easy, first time probably ever being on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, so as thank I said, you the, so I much. Myself coming into this. No, hopefully, you feel but, safe. Yeah, man. Because yeah, it's, it's your story. Place. You can't run away from your own story. Exactly. Like owning it is is so beautiful. And let's talk about this last 12 months now. So you were like, I can't live like this anymore. I need to make some changes. So yeah. what was that first step? And then, yeah, how'd you find the 1% podcast? Well, yeah, I was down and out with a busted shoulder, no money, the bare money that I had. I was borrowing from my parents to um to keep the business going and pay rent and their food and that was it. So I wasn't doing anything. I was stuck at home. I'd never really listened to podcasts, but I was sick of watching TV. After <laughs> a few months, I was sitting in front of the TV. Um, so, yeah, I started getting to these podcast things and I got onto one that led me into Wim Hof breathing and um, that, that started giving me a bit of something to do that was free, good for your mind. And then... I finished all the episodes on that podcast and um, looked for some suggested ones and the Good Human Factory popped up. Oh. I listened to a couple of guest episodes and I thought, well, that was there was one. I can't remember what it was, but it was super relatable. And then I just, as you do your podcast from a chronological sort of order, I thought, well, I've got probably another month till I'm back at work and doing anything, got some money in my pocket. I'm going to start listening to these flat out and I listened to from your first episode all the way up to now and it was probably November last year Took that I got, all the way through I got all the way through them. And, um, they feel good being current. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> although I didn't know what to do with myself. <laughs> Bro, that is crazy. Um, and it was around that time I joined the gratitude groups. When you got towards the end, it still took it was, you a while to it do took it. Me, it took me... Yeah, probably eight months of the year, I think, of after I found it, I think. It was around February, I think I started listening to it last year. So, yeah, you would have been listening to the 1% ones. Yeah. Sober ones? Did you yeah, go sober? Yeah, the sober ones. Did you go um, sober I had six weeks month? off you around did. earlier in the year, and I ran a marathon during that time too, Sick. similar to what you did actually. Not much training coming into it, get myself out of my comfort zone, find something that, yeah, running's like a meditation for me yeah, now too. me too. Um. Yeah, and then I got more. And yeah, what was your barrier to entry? Because I'm sure there's a lot of. I know there's a lot of listeners to this one percent podcast who aren't in the one percent good club, and you were one of them for a long time. What was your barrier to entry, and how grateful are you that you did finally pull the trigger and join? To be honest, I was like similar to sharing this, being vulnerable. Like you didn't want to have to tell every day. Yeah. yeah, I was scared of what like putting up my actual truth. So I was like, I didn't want to jump into it until I felt comfortable actually saying what I wanted to say. 
which took a bit. Mm. And um, I also listened to a lot of the Imperfects. Yeah. I got onto that too through your podcast. Hughes, um, yeah, <laughs> he's a weapon, absolute weapon. Um, and read his book, so oh, audio book. Not a great reader. <laughs> Takes me six months to read a book, <laughs> but um, yeah. So got onto that, and then I got. I think it was about. I said to myself, when I get up to date with your podcast, I'll join. I'll join the group. And then I got to that point. I joined it, and yeah, I've never turned back. I don't think there's been many nights I've missed them. And if I do, it make at least it's just in my head now. Yeah, you're I think it, thinking about before it, I go to that? bed, no matter what, I'm thinking about what I'm grateful for every day, and having that awareness of and yeah, of just little things in life pretty much yeah and it's it, like you're so active and talk to people i just want to real quickly before we somewhat wrap it up talk about <clears throat> you got to see your son recently after quite a bit of time off you were posting about it in the group it's been something quite special to you how nice has it been for you like how different is your life because of the last year yeah well, it's so good i, I did definitely get back to as i do usually had a few little Pops and skips through this last year. I'd get back into drinking and partying a bit yeah. around mate's birthdays and Which stuff. Which I don't think is a problem. It's just no. having a different awareness about it exactly and taking right. the responsibility and going, I'm going to drink because I want to go drink and I know the consequences. Yeah. But I'm not going to let it consume me. I'm not going to let it be what I'm longing for on the weekend. Sure, I can have a good time. Like this weekend while we're recording this, I've got um, two different things on in Sydney for my friends like Alex Hayes' birthday out on a party island. But I'm like... <laughs> I'll do that every now and then, yeah. but it's not my... It's in balance. It's, really, yeah, it's it? just it's yeah, trying to balance it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. well, that's pretty much... I've stopped drinking. I'm almost... It'll be three months at the start of February. I haven't had any alcohol. Good on you. Um, and I did, yeah, six weeks off earlier in the year. So, yeah, it was just those little steps to get to that point. And, um, yeah, it was something I'd always try to keep in touch with the mother. We'd, we'd been... Um, on and off for years and she's I know had her tough times with um remarried and stuff but I won't get too into that that's her story yeah um but yeah she reached out to me and it was right around the time that I'd stopped drinking and yeah really started pulling my stuff my shit together pretty much yeah, yeah. um yeah it got to the point where we just started communicating a lot better and all of a sudden, one day, she just said, like, he didn't actually know I was his father up until two months ago. Wow. Um, she said she just came home from school one day, or he came home from school one day, and she told him, and everything sort of moved forward real quick after that wow. to a point where I was heading down south. She lives down the bottom of Victoria. So I was heading down south towards Wollongong for my mum's 70th around the start of January and a little late Christmas and stuff. Um so I said that to her and I knew she, she was going to come up this way around Christmas because she's got family up this way. So we had some chats and I said, well, I was playing it, well, whatever suits him and suits her. And she just, she's just been amazing. She completely wow. turned around her life and yeah, it's just been the best thing that ever happened. And yeah, I got, after five years of not seeing him and him not even knowing I existed till a couple of months ago, um, not on anyone's, not bad mouthing anyone there at all. Yeah. That was just probably I've probably done the same with how I was back when yeah. I was younger as well. Um, but yeah, got to a point where 
she decided to meet him, like get me to meet him. We couldn't, he didn't really want to do FaceTimes or anything like that. As a pretty seven year old boy, couldn't really mm-hmm. give us stuff about talking on a phone to a dude he's never met. Yeah. But, um, so I can totally see it from a kid's perspective. But yeah, saw him, got three, three really good days with him. He met most of my family at my mum's 70th. Wow. Um, and his mum got involved. His mum's also had two more kids as well. So we got to meet them and they're all, they all came to the 70th wow. at the end. And yeah, it's all big, happy family again, man. Bro, um, that is, it, thank you so much for sharing. And like, I know you've listened to so many of my podcasts and understand like, well, I'll have to get you back on. We'll, we'll do a um, survey. Ask everyone if they want to hear the full story. Cause <laughs> bro, yeah, it's so beautiful to hear, the, to, yeah, to hear the turnaround and to see where you're at now and to see, Obviously, there's been some challenging times over the last few years, and it all comes back to you reflecting on that proud moment from the One Percent Club. And mate, I'm so so grateful for one that you're here after the attempt on your life you had. Obviously, you've been through these challenging moments, but to look like you're really in a place right now, watching your gratitudes every day, reflecting on every day of your life, it seems like there is some good every day. And it's just on the really positive trajectory now. So, mate, thank you so much for being a part of the group. And I guess just lastly, what um, what advice would you have for anyone who is like thinking about joining the One Percent Club? Um, well, just do it. Just do it <laughs> um, yeah, don't don't think about it too much. Just get in there. Like half the people that you're talking to, you're probably never going to see them in your life anyway. Yeah, and they're all amazing people that you'll get nothing but positivity back and it's the safest place you can share your story and even if you write one word in a day mm. like or just you don't want yeah just re- yeah reading the others is that's probably my favorite part of the day almost really yeah just and yeah just commenting seeing how people are going it gives you that little reflection of your own life and yeah that you're going in the right direction or everyone has their bad days yeah and there's light at the end of the tunnel and sort of thing. there's a bit of support as well. How beautiful is when you see someone has lost someone in their family or had a hard day and then everyone goes, Everyone's like, just gets backs up. It. It's yeah, so nice. So and there, even Nikki that you talked about earlier, I've even talked to her outside of the actual group. And if she's, people need yeah, it's so beautiful. Some life. people are just so yeah. good. There's so many good people in this world. Yeah. Good yeah. humans. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> well, man, thank you so much for sharing your story. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'm going to let you sit next to me and I told you I'm going to let you like see the whole episode. So I'm going to keep going with the episode. <laughs> yeah, so thank you so much, brother. Mate. I appreciate it. What I do always is give you a bit of an update for this Friday's episode. So this Friday we have Zach Stubb, Stubblety Cook coming on the podcast. He's an Olympic gold medalist. He's a world record, previous world record holder, previous world champion, Commonwealth Games gold medalist. And yeah, he's a swimmer, 200 meters breaststroke at Tokyo Olympics. He won gold. He won a bronze also in the Olympics in the medley. But he, I mean, in the relay, he was the only male swimmer to win a gold medal in Tokyo for Australia's most successful swim meet ever in the Olympics. Only one male gold medal, and it was Zach Stubble to Cook. And he's an absolute legend, and he's a coffee connoisseur, and he has an incredible story. I loved every minute of this. He's been a bit of a, not a fan. I, I got recommended to have him on the podcast by someone like two years ago. And we followed each other on Instagram and I've kind of followed his journey a bit where we just haven't really crossed paths. And he hit me up recently actually and said, 
can I join the 1% club and can I get the um, little yellow square? I want to do my gratitudes. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, let's do this potty finally. So he drove all the way down from Brisbane to the Gold Coast to come on my podcast. We went and had a beautiful coffee and yeah, we had an amazing conversation and I know you guys are going to love it. I think he's my second Olympic gold medalist, but definitely my most current Olympic gold medalist. He brought all my, his medals down actually for me to check out too, which is really cool. But listen to this excerpt and I'll be back in a second. Four years later, you're the world record holder, the Olympic um, mm. gold medalist. Let's talk about that period. What if something accelerated, something happened. What, what, what was the magic thing? I think like shifting coaches and then seeing some of the best in the world and seeing what it actually takes. Yeah. Like for me, that was the biggest difference. And just like you move from a mindset of like a not mature athlete to a mature athlete where it's like, it's not whether you can do it, it's how. Like it's it's not, oh, I might do that. No, it's like, I, I will do that and like, I'll get it done. Yeah, wow. I think that's the mindset you really shift to and you shift to like something that is all-consuming and something that runs your life but like you need to have, you learn to have that balance mm. as well because as, as you just said, like it's a dangerous game dipping your toes oh, yeah, in like bath, yeah. in that sense. Um, so yeah, like that shift is a lot to do with that and in 2018, I went to the Commonwealth Games and I was a 210 swimmer and I swam a 215 in the heat like dog shit i had probably like the worst swim i'd had in maybe three or four years all right that was zach stubblety cook he'll be in your ears this friday morning 5 a.m make sure you tune into that one one of my favorite episodes i've recorded in a very long time if you are enjoying this podcast if it's your first time here if you just haven't yet go hit that like or subscribe button give us five stars leave a little review it does do a lot for us And most importantly, and the best thing that you can do is share this podcast with a friend. I know this episode is pretty special, having my main man, Tyler, sitting next to me today, sharing his story super vulnerably. It takes a lot to do, but it also can have such a big impact on people's lives. So if you got touched by today's episode, if you found some value in it, share it on your Instagram story, tag both me and Tyler. You'll find both of our tags in the show notes. I really appreciate it. These stories do have the potential to have a massive impact. So thank you so much for sharing them around. Thank you for tuning in and cheers to another 100 episodes. Thanks, you legends. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.